Hello everybody and welcome to the fourth episode of A Hill to Die On. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to skip around to the parts you care about, there will be timestamps in the description and the comments so you can uh, go to whatever you want to listen to. Now this will be this week's editor's note. Well, I didn't think I'd have to do this again. So, long story short, basically, I had finished recording the editor's note, I had finished editing the podcast, and... When I went to go unplug my microphone to finish up, do the finishing touches, and get ready to export the video, Audition crashed. And I was like, what the hell? Because I was just changing mics or whatever. You know, no big deal. There's usually a backup. Well, the backup was from midnight when I had stopped editing to go to bed. And then I thought... Don't panic. You've saved constantly. It's got to be one of the ones from earlier, one of the saves from earlier. Nope. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it got overwritten or it got corrupted or whatever, but that all went down the drain. So I'd lost hours of progress. This is all to tell you, after the 45-minute mark, the edits really aren't quality. I tried super hard in this podcast. As you'll hear me say... Actually, no, I no, I deleted that part out. So you're going to hear me say it now. It wasn't the best podcast on my part, right? And I really tried really hard this time because I really liked the topics we were discussing. I tried really hard to make a nice, smooth, clean podcast, a, you know, a solid product. And, man, I I cannot tell you how hard I worked on this thing. If you, if, if you haven't edited, you know, videos or audio before... I mean, it's hard to describe just how tedious and tiring it is to edit something that's, let alone, you know, five minutes. You know, now I'm doing it for two hours. And I mean, I don't get me wrong, I enjoy doing it. It is it is a hassle, but I enjoy doing it. Otherwise, you know, why would I be doing the podcast? But it's just hard to describe the, the immense dread and disappointment to realize that all your stuff just boom. Thankfully, the audio is still there, but... I just, I couldn't bring myself to do what I did. I mean, I edited this podcast from about 10 a.m. to 3. And, I mean, getting all the little details right. I really wanted to make it a polished podcast, and it just all went away. So, this is me trying to tell you how upset I am. And that, I, I apologize that after the 45-minute mark, it's, it just, I mean, I, I salvaged what I could in terms of remembering what I edited. But... It's not nearly as polished as it could be, and I'm sorry. I just can't bring myself to do that again. I, I want to get this out by the end of today, so I just did the, the basics, so I'm sorry. And now we can go back to the regular editor's note, and I hopefully this, this won't happen again. Uh, I just want to address a few things. Um, I got a couple of complaints about how long the editor's notes can be sometimes, and I promise I'm trying to cut it short. I don't mean to make them very long, but I want to make them, I want to make it right. So that's all. I, so I apologize for that. And I guess the main thing I want to say is that it's just my way of being transparent with what I'm doing. Not that anybody listens <laughs> to, to the entire podcast, but again, that's just my way of being transparent. Uh, as for this episode, not, not a whole lot to talk about, but it, it got a little bit me and Cameron were kind of like an echo chamber. We both share a lot of the same opinions. So 
Uh, there was really not a whole lot of rebuttal to what we were saying, so I apologize for that. And uh, actually, that is that is pretty much it. Yeah, so uh, quick shout-out to, I believe her name is Kaylee. She provided a uh, the mini-podcast idea for this episode, and her Instagram handle is K-B-U-G-B-R-E. E W E R, if you want to go follow her. And for our guest this week, Cameron, his Instagram handle is C A M E R O N underscore P underscore nine seven. So shout out to those two. And then, of course, follow us on our social media, The Hilt to Die On, all that jazz. You know, please, uh, you know, give us a follow keep up to date with what we're doing and that sort of thing all right thank you for listening enjoy the show welcome to episode four of a hill to die on i'm your host matthew rios and this week my co-host Alex won't be in town. Uh, he is out in California right now with his family. But, but I do have another special guest. He is my friend, the Texas Ranger, Cameron Pumphrey. Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I just thought of it on the spot, and I, I had to give you something. So, fair enough. But uh, yes, so I have my friend Cameron in town, and he is going to sit in the co-host chair for this week's episode, and uh, it should be should be an interesting show. Should be an interesting show. Cameron, why don't we why don't we tell the people how we met? Would would you like to start? Would would you oh, like man. to tell the tale? Yeah, I guess. Uh, man, I'm trying. To, that that is a long a long journey. Um, but yeah, it started. What was it? 2007? No. It's 2008 like or 9? 2007, 2008, like around the time yeah. Halo 3 came yeah, out? Yeah, it, it was Halo 3. About a year sure. or two after? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Playing a bunch of Xbox, met online, continued to play a lot of video games online for a couple of years, and then you know eventually made this, uh, uh, what, I guess, in-person meetup a little bit more regular, you know, actually hanging out. Yeah, and this was... This was we previously had done like years of talking on Xbox, yeah. And then I, I forgot what caused the catalyst. Like I know you had always told me, like over Xbox and in emails, you were like, "Hey, you can call me," and I was like, mm, "I am not calling you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you from a hole in the I'm wall." Forty-year-old man. Yeah. You know. And uh, not to suggest that we weren't talking over uh, uh, over Xbox Live. I I had like I, I knew his voice and stuff, but. Finally, one day I was just like, oh, fuck it, I'll call him. And then from there, we talked on the phone for for hours, yeah, for for, yeah. for a couple of years. And then we finally had that in-person meetup in Texas, then in New York, and so forth. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And we've been, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. I sound like a creeper now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to frame you in that light. But. Well, Cameron... This is a segment of the show. What do we got going on in our life? What have we been up to? What have you been up to as of lately? Uh, well, lately, 
Well, very obviously, I'm not in Texas, am I? I am on vacation. I decided to take a little a little break, a little break from work, take some time, and uh, you know, not have to worry about any of that for a little bit. Take a good break. So, other than that, just try to figure out, you know, what to do with my life. For the yeah, next your, your next job, whatever. right? Yeah. Also, started learning how to uh, motorbike. Is that the, the verb? Mm, like or ride a motorcycle. Ride. I don't a, know what you want to call it. Riding a motorcycle. The art. Yeah, so I recently bought a motorcycle. Uh, of course, doing it in the safest way possible. Proper gear. Mm. Need some more proper training. Right. I mean, I don't know yeah. be stupid, so, yeah. Well, still a little dangerous, but... It, of course. So <laughs> I was walking outside. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, uh... I don't know if I can do it. Okay, and on the skateboard? I, Come on, nah. no, Oh, the skateboard's a little safer. I, I, don't, go, I don't go to the street of the skateboard. <laughs> but... I, I did end up flying Superman on the skateboard, though. You, see, yeah. I have not done that on the motorcycle, so that's true. That yeah, that would be a lot worse, though. Oh, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Was it you that showed me that video of uh, the dude just skidding on the on, yes. on the road yes. with with not a wearing wife beater? Gear. Yeah, yeah. on a wife beater, lost control, and yeah, skid for a good while. That that I was that was rough. Probably uncomfortable. I, I was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and then as for me, uh, what's been going on? Uh, nothing really. I recently got back about a, a week or two ago uh, from uh, my family vacation. Uh, just getting back to work, hanging out with some friends, uh, finalizing some schoolwork and stuff that I'm getting done to prepare for this coming semester. And then, like like Cameron said, you know, obviously he's not in Texas. He's here in Missouri, and we're hanging out, spending the weekend. We went out to uh, went out to the bar yesterday. Uh, I tap International Tap House, very nice beers. Sponsored, yeah, very, very nice. I I wish you know, like, hey, I'll be a shill. I always yeah. say it. I'll I'll be a shill money, for your company. Money is money. Yeah, yeah, money is money. Like, let sponsor the show. Um, oh yeah, then we could drink some 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 Tap House beer. Yeah, then they discussion. could give us a beer every episode, and yeah. like we can shill it out. Huh? Tell them use our code. <laughs> Hill to die on ninety three. Get that twenty percent off. Yeah, twenty percent off. Six pack. Um, and yeah, we just hung out with uh with with my friend Michael. Went and drank. Uh, other than that, I mean, I showed Cameron how to ride the skateboard. Oh, yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, that was terrifying. Uh, well, you, you, you did all right. <laughs> you, did, you did good. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, the other thing that we did this uh week is gonna be my topic, so I'll save that for later. But. We didn't really do much else. We no, just kind of hanging out, drank, and yeah. oh, I start. I started work in um, when I didn't start work. I uh, my boss at my job is on vacation, and my other boss uh, left for a job opportunity in St. Louis, so they weren't in the office. So I've been working up in special collections at the library. Interesting stuff they had me doing. First day was pretty boring. Second day was very interesting. Uh, shelving away a bunch of old, old, old books, going into some vaults and shit. It was very interesting. Some dusty vaults. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of this is kind of fucked up for me to say, but I was thinking, you know, with the recent recent mass shootings, right? Oh no. Yeah, right. I was thinking about the recent mass shootings and stuff. And at one point, they sent me. I, I told you this when, when I when I got back home from yeah. work. They sent me to go get like a bunch of books from this one uh, uh, part of the the library of, of special collections. And they were like, oh, look for this book, look for this book, look for this book. And also, 
anything under this author. There's 300 volumes of it. And, you know, if you can find it, get as many as you can. And, of course, that's immediately what I did. I went and looked for this guy. I think it's like Ruski Venitsky or something like that. Mm. Um, anyway, so while I was there looking for the 300-something volumes, the door locks both ways. Oh, and yeah, and there's, like, two other locks to get to that room. And, like, only I and the people in Special Collections have the key, right? And same thing with there's, like, another door. I was thinking to myself, like, if something were to pop, because I still had service in, in that book stack. If something were to pop off, I'd just huddle in that room. Yeah, no no one's fucking touching me. Yep. They're not going to touch me unless, you know, they had a gun. But even then, like, the the last door doesn't have a window. It just, and like I said, it locks on both sides. Yeah, so you're just hanging out. Yeah. I, I would have just, plunk, like, nobody would fucking find me. Like, I'd... <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where you're going, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on this week lately you have anything else to add camera that i mean that is it you hit the nail on the head yeah so all right well i was gonna do a new segment uh for this episode but i decided not to um simply because i would like to have the discussion with alex a little bit because i know he's sort of like not the opposite of my stance but we have some different views like like we've said we've made it no secret i'm more right-leaning more conservative although i would say i'm a moderate generally but you know if i had to pick a side and then same thing with alex you know he's more left-leaning if he had to pick a side so i think it, i think i want to save that for later do some maybe some research for that topic and and, and attack that one another time it was, it was going to be um about the shootings um as a recently maybe some gun control stuff but we'll save that for another time so we'll jump right into actually no no no. i'm glad i just remember this i'm glad i just remember this before we do that, oh, no. we're going to have a little mini podcast okay. inside a podcast. I heard you like podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I got a request. I got a request from one of uh, Jasmine's friends in, uh, in, in, her, in her guard, right in her drum corps. She wants me to talk about chicken nuggets. So we're going to have, hold on, we're going to <laughs> gonna have a podcast, a mini podcast called the Academy Drum Corps Chicken Nugget Segment Sponsorship. Hmm. And so we can get that sponsorship, but not the tap. House. And now, yeah, not the tap house. Okay, at least not we'll for this episode. Cameron, how do you feel about chicken nuggets? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like most people, you know, growing up in America or predominantly the West, you're gonna get some chicken nuggets in their diet. I mean, unless you're just, at some point in time, yeah, unless you're uber elite. I don't know. Maybe they got some special. I don't know, but I, I feel like a majority of people, you know. Times get tough. You gotta eat that McDonald's chicken nuggets. You know? And honestly, those are the only good chicken nuggets I've ever eaten. They're yeah. My 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 take. Yeah. Have you ever had like those Tyson chicken nuggets? Yeah, they're weird. They they're just really taste like weird. chicken tenders. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of. Like they're they're not good. No. So they're... I generally don't like chicken nuggets, yeah. but I for, I forgot this um this person's name, so I apologize. I should actually I should make the effort and look them up real quick. This will take two seconds. This girl named. Kaylee, I believe, right? That's how you pronounce that, Kaylee? Okay. Yeah, that's how I would pronounce it. Yeah, Kaylee. So, shout out to you if you're the person who, if, if not, who asked she, for this. If yeah. not, I'm sorry. She, she was the fried steaks question. So yeah. Chicken fried steaks. Uh, what was it? Oh, chicken nuggets, right. Yeah, so, chicken nuggets. She was offended that I did not like chicken nuggets. And I was like, I mean, I'd... chicken nuggets aren't good. Yeah, it, 
I don't like. Why can't you just have chicken? Yeah, you could just take you know a nice grilled chicken. You can do a lot more with grilled chicken. Uh, you can do a lot more with any kind of chicken, yeah, other than chicken nuggets. It's one. What are you gonna done. you gonna dip it into some ketchup? You got our barbecue sauce or barbecue sauce? Buffalo, yeah, honey mustard. I don't know. I don't think they're that great. Hmm. I don't think chicken nuggets are that great. They're not the best, but not the worst. You know. You know, I would have something else. Yeah. You know, my like, option. Yeah. Yeah. Like other than like maybe McDonald's chicken nuggets. So. That one was for you, Kaylee. That was Kaylee. Assuming that that was, yeah. Assuming that that yeah. account was hers. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm glad you like them. I'm glad you're eating them. I'm glad you're having a, you're vibing with them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Different strokes for, for different, different folks. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. But it's not for me. No. You know? Some people like it with the left. Other people like it with the right. Some people like the chicken nuggets. Some people don't. And, you know, I generally don't feel it, mm. you know? Um, I'm sorry. And unfortunately... Cameron isn't feeling it too much either. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll eat them if we've got them. Yeah. But if I have like, if choices, I was starving. Yeah. If I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, then maybe. But they're so cheap, you know. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd rather spend like the like, extra money on something yeah, like else. Ramen. You know, just buy some ramen. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that one's for you, Kaylee. Shout out to Kaylee. Uh, go follow her. Um. On Instagram, you could find her through my profile. Like, she's following me and stuff. So, uh, it's not a long list. Before we move on to the topics, all right. I forgot to ask, Cameron. Can you say for the record what you think about my apartment? Um, I, it's not bad at all. I like the layout. It's it's pretty homey. I yeah. like it a lot. It's actually a lot bigger than than what I thought too. Yeah. Well, it's also an upgrade from what. Yeah, from your closet. Yeah, from my closet back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Sophomore summer, I think. Yeah. This is your junior summer. Yeah, this is my yeah, junior summer. So it just happened. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now, on to the topics. We're going to do my topic first, Cameron. And my topic is the Netflix show Altered Carbon. We're going to be talking about a few things about Altered Carbon. When I mentioned we were doing something earlier in the week that I can't really talk about, this was this. I know Cameron recommended it to me like... Like a year ago? <laughs> yeah, like a year or two ago, something like that. It looked good, but like I don't know, I just never got around to it. It just never like I never took took the bait kind of thing. And Cameron just convinced me like, hey, just watch the first episode today. And oh my god, we we it's pretty good. I fell in hard, and it it is a pretty good show. Now initially we're gonna get into some non spoiler spoilery things. We're not gonna get into some spoilery stuff, but later on we are gonna hit into some themes, and I'm gonna talk about how the show ended and stuff, and just some things maybe I didn't like or did like. And I'm sure Cameron will give his thoughts too. So for people who don't know, uh, also there'll be timestamps in the description and in the comments so you can skip ahead to when the spoilers are over. So for people who don't know, Altered Carbon, I guess a general sort of overview synopsis of what the show is about is it's a, it's a universe where humanity figured out how to download like consciousness into yeah. like a yeah, upload into that yeah upload into like those chips or like discs that they put into like the back of your neck or in like like your spine and people can transfer from body to body so effectively if you have the right amount of money you can never die you can be immortal because you can just sleeve the bodies are called sleeves now yeah you can sleeve into other you know bodies and you know live forever and poor people can do it too but there are some side effects that you know they talk yeah. about in the show and we we're also in a uh, in this universe humanity has expanded 
we've they hint at the fact that they've discovered an earlier civilization of aliens somewhere out there that are extinct yeah where they actually kind of derived the technology yeah from, from them and yeah and it's a it, it's a world with a strict class structure with the rich being very rich and a very thin middle class and then the really poor yeah and yeah so that's that's the state of the world where interplanetary we can effectively live forever now and it's really interesting the intricacies of the show kind of explores the idea of people being able to go from sleeve to sleeve oh and you can also transmit dang mustang like what are you doing <laughs> what why go wherever you need to go <laughs> anyway you can also it's like you fucking know yeah he's, like, oh, he's starting back up Let me just... you can transfer from body to body between planets again if you have enough money but it's really really cool stuff like that um and the general story overview synopsis is this guy is brought back to life and he is hired to solve the murder of a very famous well i don't think he's famous he's just very like rich infamous rich man yeah infamous yeah. rich man uh, super rich, um, like upper one percent kind of dude. Yeah. And he's taken through this giant adventure through like, like a government and crime yeah, conspiracy. It's intense, yeah. And it's it lead it ends up being way more than that. It ends up being very very interesting, multifaceted, explores a lot of themes. You know, it 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 was very good. I I highly recommend it. I really enjoy it. If you're even remotely interested, please don't listen to the spoilers. Go watch it. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, is there anything I missed, Cameron, on on that on this overview or? No, I think I think you hit the nail in the head without getting into spoilers. Um, is there because... is there anything you want to say non spoilery uh, about the show? Uh, I mean, overall, I I really enjoyed their um, the cinematography, the capturing of the shots, some of the themes that they that they kind of tossed in there. Um, but yeah, without without getting too crazy about it, I mean. Yeah, I'm going to tread lightly <laughs> on what I say, but absolutely recommend it. Don't take a year to watch it like Matthew. <laughs> it's not very long. It's like 10 episodes. Yeah, 10, ten one-hour episodes. Yeah, just use your buddy's Netflix account. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Get it, get it done. Yeah. All right, so then we're going to start getting into spoilers. Nothing too heavy right off the bat, but it'll exponentially yeah. get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. <clears throat> so, Cameron, if you'll allow me. Yeah. I like to go first. Yeah, go I'm go gonna right say, go I'm gonna say that for the show's ending. Oh, we're going all the way to okay. Well, I'm not gonna talk about the specifics of yeah, it just yet. But okay. But it's gonna exponentially right, get there. Go. I'm gonna exponentially go. get right. into the details. So turn back now. Turn back now. Yeah, this is it. The ending to the show. I thought the show started off super, super strong. Yeah. Like it. Not that the show, not that the show is bad by the end. I don't. I. Don't, I wouldn't say that. But the show starts off super super strong yeah, it's super works. super interesting the midpoint of the show kind of gets more actiony yeah and then like whereas the beginning was kind of like a, a mystery noir kind of yeah, thing they're like exploring yeah the middle becomes like an action movie kind of thing and then the end becomes like sherlock holmes like yeah. they try to bring it back around to like the, the noir, noir yeah. kind of mystery kind of solving a murder kind of crap mm -hmm. and it becomes sherlock holmes it didn't like it didn't ruin my enjoyment per se, but like, whereas like I was holding it up as like, oh wow, this is really, really good to like, like I was like, class. Yeah. yeah, I was like, mm. that kind of brought, brought it down like a level or two for me. I, I will, if you don't mind me inter interjecting, go right for there. it. Um, I will say that that's probably 
it's a big issue that a lot of sci-fi have or has excuse me um you know with like a rival it's not a very it's not an action film it for the most part there's some action scenes but i think a lot of that stuff is kind of just oh you know we got to keep these you know keep everyone's attention let's just throw some action in here you know obviously there's there was purpose to it you know they kind of go over some of the past and and it was a, a violent time period uh but yeah, it it almost feels like it was kind of just tossed in there. Like, okay, we got to keep people's attention. Let's put some good choreographed fights in. I I don't mind necessarily that the midpoint became like an action sort of thing, but when they brought it back around, right, and they sort of changed the pace a little more. Yeah, you're almost like already invested. In they, all right. So now I'm going full blown spoilers. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. at the end he like. Gets the upper hand and then oh, loses to, the to upper hand. Kovacs? Gets the upper... Yeah, yeah, like when it like keeps switching back and forth. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it was almost like padding. Like, I, like... I, I, I threw up my arms a couple of times. I was like, like give me a fucking break. And then like at the end when she's like, oh, I have Quill or whatever her name, or Quell. Oh, his she, sister. Yeah, his she's sister. out somewhere. I was like, fuck off. Yeah. Like for real. I was like... You gotta be like you gotta he, be joking. Yeah, he's right there. We're almost done. You know, somebody needs to pull the trigger, and she's like, "Oh, hey, by the way." So, you know. so for anybody who didn't listen to my warning and is here and doesn't understand what we're saying, long story short, the main character uh, Kovach or Takesh is Takeshi. Take, yeah, Takeshi. Takeshi. Yeah. Takeshi Kovach. Kovach. It was a part of. Long story short, he joined like a military uprising, fell in love with the leader. Him and his sister were in the this rebellion thing, and basically the the big bad government uh protectorate comes in kills pretty much everybody and Kovach originally thinks he's the only one left alive but his sister ends up being alive and she ends up being evil and they have this like climatic fight at the end then when they're like at a standoff towards the very end she's like if you kill me you'll never find where she is and referring to the rebel leader uh um, yeah, his, his love interest uh, quell or kill or... Quell, yeah it was like yeah it was quell quell yeah and I was like, "Are you are you fucking kidding me? Like you got the joke? Like I don't know. Like there's a lot of twists and turns which are really interesting, but by the end, the twists were like, this is you got to be kidding me? Like yeah, it's kind of just out there. Yeah, like stop stop introducing things to the plot. We we've set our stakes right. Yeah. We set the stakes stakes in the beginning in the first act. Well, I'm gonna divide this into like three acts, right? So the first act, you set the stakes, you set the world, you establish things, and you establish the problem for your protagonist, right? In the second act, in the first half of the second act, the protagonist makes some progress, you learn some more things about what's going on, and they start getting closer to that solution, right? The latter half of the second act, you introduce, or you don't have to, but in this case, they introduced some problems, some things that were happening. Uh, some some complications for the characters, right? And then in the third act, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to, the character learns to overcome or contain or whatever, whatever the problem is, the conflict, the whatever, the question, fix it all up. And then in the third act, you meet the challenge, the hero meets the challenge, learns more about himself, answers whatever the primary question is of the story, and then concludes you're not supposed to be introducing new things necessarily like a bunch of new things i'm not saying you can't at all yeah maybe they should have done it like after that scene or like you know they get to their standstill he's about to to finish her off and then maybe she could i don't know but yeah it was like right at a standstill and also this complaint comes um because i think 
the way that we leave the characters and the direction they're going to go in, I don't think they should have done that. But I'll, I'll bring that back around in a second. Cameron, I'll, I'll let you speak a little bit. What did you think about the ending, how the story played out? The, uh, with, the, with the final act and, and the, that arc coming to a conclusion. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, they do. They definitely, he ties things in. He, he solves the murder properly. You know what he was set out to do. Um, he, he brings that to a, to a proper conclusion. Which, which I actually thought that portion was very satisfying. I think it ended really well. You know, uh, Bar- Bar- was it Bancroft? Bancroft? Yeah, Bancroft. Bancroft. Um, he kind of admits, you know, to his sins, and he's ready to atone for them. It's kind of like, okay, set and done. Uh, he's more disgusted about the whole situation, which kind of painted him as a little bit better than the kind of person that he that he was, you know. Which, uh, you know, I can appreciate. You can have people that are kind of just shitheads, you know, but they're not full evil like Hitler level, Stalin level, you know. You you can be a little, you know, a bit of both, good and bad. Um. But yeah, going back to to the issue with uh, with Ray and Takeshi, uh, the, the siblings, it, yeah, it felt. You're right. That whole ending sequence felt really drawn out. Uh, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. The good guys get the upper hand. Okay, cool. And then the bad guys get the upper hand. Well, damn. And it was just constant switching it. And, and he was always like, okay, fine, 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 we'll do this, we'll do this. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, bitch, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, you know, I trusted you, whatever. It's like, her trust was already broken. And he's like, okay, fine, I'll and, submit to whatever. And that is. happens like five times. Yeah, and she's like, well, okay, hey, you, you submitted, but they're still gonna, we're still gonna kill your friends. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding, okay, just kidding, we're fighting, no, we're fighting, I can't let uh. die. And it, yeah, that that part got a little tiring. It's and he tries like, to kill himself at one point. Yeah, he, he tries to kill himself. Which you think, oh shit, this is going to be like that that crest. You know, if we're going to get over the hill. We're going to go into the next portion. He obviously he fails to do that. She doesn't let him do it. And then you think, oh crap, where are they going to go from here? And it literally just resets the same thing. She's like, oh okay, hey, listen to me. He's like, okay, fine, I'll listen to you. She's like, I'm going to kill your friends again. Like, I just said I wasn't, they're going to die. Again. Yeah, they're going to die. Again. And then he'd right back into it. They're fighting. Yeah. It's like, it, it is a little tiring. Um, but I think overall, it's not terrible. He ends up, what is he, he ends up killing her as that spaceship is falling down. Yeah, yeah, he, he ends up killing her. Uh, and he decides, like, he's still going to try and find his lost love. Yeah. Um, which, Monazone. which uh, you know, that's not a terrible, a terrible ending overall. I mean, you know, what else is he going to do? It's He's not, not open a detective business. Let, let me tell you how I think it should have gone a little bit differently. Um, so to bring it back to the theme, I think something that they set up in the first episode as a major theme, right, and something he struggles with throughout, yeah. is Takeshi is struggling to move on. Takeshi Kovac is struggling, struggling to move on from his past. Yeah. He's mad and bitter and still loves this woman and is mad about what happened and yada 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 understandably and understandably yes the horrible shit that happens to him is yeah it's pretty bad incredible yeah and he's struggling to move on from his past right he's lost or at least he believes he's lost everyone he's ever loved and he's alone in the world a big theme of the show is or at least of his character arc is him moving on like yeah. him He's going through changes. He's meeting new people. And by the end... Yeah, he builds a cast of friends. He builds yeah. a cast of friends, exactly. And by the end, they join him. And they're like, listen, we're not... We're we're going to help you with this. We're going to do this together. We're all going to work together. And he sort of like... They don't say it outright, but he sort of embraces his new family, so to speak. Yeah. 
his new clan, yeah. And then they go, and also he gets over his his love interest, and, uh, or not love interest. He gets over his former love, Quell, and falls in love with the uh, this detective lady named Christine Ortega in the show. So he gets over her by falling in love with Kristen, and they say it outright that he loves her. I, yeah, that that is very said. Affectionate. Yeah, they've had they had sex, and then yeah, at the end. Did. And then he finds out, oh, Quill's still alive? Oh, well, f- fuck, fuck all else. of this. To, to... I'm still going to find her. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, continue, Hold on. continue. Yeah, continue. And he throws it out the window. N- yeah. Not just him, but the writers take this whole theme of, like, oh, change and, like, evolving and, like, yeah. learning to move on. They He kills his own sister, for God's sake. So he's moved on, and <laughs> they just take it and throw it out the window. <laughs> they, they, they don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> To, to play devil's advocate to that, I will say that, uh, well, a lot of his following, his cast of friends, a lot of them end up dying. You know, like the that police, uh, the detective, the uh, computer specialist or whatever it was, he, he specialized in... Oh, Mickey? In, yeah, specialized in, like, the data scrubbing, whatever. I mean, he died. Uh, his medic friend, I mean, he was reunited with his family, so they're obviously content with, with their little group. Their family's back together. Uh the hotel Poe Edgar Allan Poe he dies so his group was kind of Poe Poe po is the hotel but he's an AI yeah he's an yeah, artificial he, intelligence yeah, he's an I should throw that in you know most of his his group died and then the, the, towards the end you know when he's leaving and that is another thing we, we need to discuss is like he he double sleeved himself basically he cloned his his mind in the two separate oh, right, yeah. yeah we need to discuss that portion too but um you know, he's he's kind of leaving, going out the door. He's talking to uh, the detective one more time, his uh, supposed newer lover interest. And she's obviously setting up her apartment for her former, like, boyfriend, fiancé, the guy that, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His sleeve, yeah, that he was That's using another thing. the whole show. So, Takashi, yeah. he gets, or Takashi, I never, I'm just going to call him Kovach. I don't even know why I'm putting yeah. myself in this situation. I don't remember his we'll, first We'll work on your Japanese. Yeah. Um, his, uh, uh, Kovach is in the, they explain it, but he gets put into the sleeve of Ortega, Kristen Ortega, the detective, her former boyfriend, or I guess it's kind of still know. current, but yeah, like. Yeah, because it's, they never broke up. Yeah, he just kind of got incarcerated. Yeah, yeah he got and, falsely accused. And then de-sleeved, that, that's another thing, if you get sentenced to jail. Uh, a punishment is you can get taken out of your sleeve. And, yeah, and like put on storage. And put basically. in storage. And like, yeah, you basically go to sleep. And then when your time is up, excuse me, they put you back in. Like Kovach, he went to jail for 250 years. Yeah. So and, Which, that wasn't his sentence. He was just taken off ice for this, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so he right. He was yeah. still going to be in there for forever. Yeah, so he was taken out early, but yeah. Oh, so, so you were saying... Oh no! I was just tying in because uh, you said that he he'd made this new love, these new friends, and then he kind of threw it out the door. But you also have to think, um, you know, she was prepping for her former love interest. Right. To come he back. he was going to give back still his feelings. sleeve, his yeah. body, so that she can get and, and, he can get yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming she knew about Quell still existing, so I think they maybe kind of came to terms. Like, but, but it was kind of situational. But listen, love, like like know? they sure it's situational love. Yeah. But like it's still love. They still came together, and it wasn't like it was a fling. They clearly like care about each other. Yeah, of course. Like a lot. Yeah. And like it even they even establish it that she kind of like realizes that. Uh, what was it, Riker? Right, was was, was yeah, her Riker boyfriend. Was, was, was her the boyfriend. original. Yeah, yeah. she kind of like 
not overtly, but through some dialogue, she's basically hints at like, yeah, Riker wasn't the best guy in the world. Like he, she really loved him. Well, I mean, Takeshi really. I mean, sure, but I think I think he's a better guy than than Riker. Well, yeah, yeah, but. I mean, yeah, and she falls in love with him and he with her and like I, I don't know they just like at the last minute it's all of a sudden it's like and then at the end when she's setting up the apartment for him yeah. I was expecting I was expecting her because she gets up and she gets all like nervous and stuff and like she's like working up the courage to like talk to him Yeah, and I was like she so thinks right, she's gonna be like hey don't go. go don't he's do like it. hey actually you know like I don't I want you to uh, I don't know but no, maybe because she... she's she, like I wanted her to go hey listen I'd still want you to get Riker out, but, like, I'm not really interested in dating him anymore, like... Well, maybe she is. I love you. Maybe, you know, maybe like... feelings are stronger for Riker. Maybe, but if that's the case, then don't... Why would you set up what they've set up? You know, don't even entertain that much of a love interest. Or establish that, hey, this was just, like, a fling... Yeah, we had some feelings for each other, but like, and, and maybe that that is what it is, and they just they didn't have to say it out loud. You know what? Mm. I mean, you know, life gets complicated. You know, listen, I hear you, but yeah. like, then, then this is my way of saying that they're doing a piss poor job of it. Yeah, well, if, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if 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 that's what if that what they if that's what they were intending to do, then they did a piss poor job, in my opinion, because it wasn't established for me. Yeah. I felt like they. Pushed loved each harder. other yeah yeah and they were pushed hard at least through the writing yeah their characters were pushed together they were very confrontational with each other in the beginning but they grew to fall in love with each other yeah and it wasn't just like again it wasn't just a fling at least the way i interpreted it it wasn't just a fling yeah well i mean you know life gets complicated yeah cameron i i, I fucking <laughs> you know i get you i know you understand i'm just saying that you know it's not I'm always ju- i just it just doesn't seem like then why would you write it the way that you wrote? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask the writer. I don't, I I should. Yeah. I it just. Yeah, I guess not the book writer though, because apparently the book has is some, different. Some fair differences. Yeah. Yeah. Which we need to to, to look into that at some point. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was I was mad about that. I wish at the end he stays with her, or maybe doesn't even stay with her, but just like listen, I'll be back. Like, I'll come back for you kind of thing. Or just, like, still establish that they'll be together. At this point... Hey, so you, me, and Quell could have this thing. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or... You know what would have been perfect? You know what would been perfect? Fine, bring up the Quell thing and everything like that, right? Yeah. At the end... Because in the first episode, the figment of his imagination... Because throughout the show, he has, like... Like, hallucinations. Hallucinations of, like, yeah. at one point his sister, but it's mainly, it's mainly Quell. Um... His, you know, his lover, rebellion leader, like subconscious, coming yeah. sub subconscious, yeah, coming back, talking to him through talking to him through some stuff. You know, it's his subconscious. Anyway, and like at the end of the first episode, towards the end, she like basically says, "You have to learn to move on. Like, yeah. you have to learn to move on yeah. and like take the case and learn to live again." Maybe that's his fatal flaw. He just can't do it. <sighs> well, you know what? That would Cameron. You know. <laughs> that would be that would be great if they actually like establish that and then don't make him change because yeah. they make him change. He changes throughout the course of the story. If he had never changed, yeah, I'd be with you, brother. Yeah, I'd be right there. Maybe he was too but, too busy with their current you know issue. To be fair, he was thinking about her like the whole time. They had all those flashbacks. Well, well of course, he was like really in love with her. But you know, yeah. So those flashbacks never told him don't have sex with Ortega. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been you know two hundred and fifty year dry spell. You know, it's pretty. He's pretty into it. Yeah. And then she was like, 
the subconscious was like, oh, you love her or whatever, you know, like this happens to everybody you fall in love with, you know, and like she's talking about it as if, you know, like, like, I don't know, it's just an established thing. Like I felt like they established it and then they didn't do anything. They kind of went back on it. Back then, And yeah, I think what would have been, like I was saying, I think what would have been great is if he finds out right, fine, like I would have ended it differently, but let's just say we keep the same sort of basic structure. He finds out, oh shit, my sister kept um, a sleeve copy thing or whatever, a backup, a mind backup of Quell, right? And, man, I really love her. I really want to bring her back. And he goes, you know what? No. Or, you know what? Not yet. I have my life now, or I have this life, you know, my these people I know, these, this, this, this bond I formed with them, specifically yeah. Ortega. Well, I'm not going to... But you also got to think, Riker's coming back. Sure, but, like, he can find... He gives up the body. He goes into... Yeah. While they're saying that the next uh, Kovach is going to be... Uh, I believe the actor's name is Anthony Mackie. Yeah. He plays Falcon in uh, uh, the Marvel Universe. But regardless... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, he... he, he sure, he'll, he'll, he'll give up his, yeah. his, his body. He'll give up Riker's yeah, body. Riker, yeah. But he still decides, you know what? I'm going to get a new sleeve or whatever. I'm going to, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to live with Ortega for a little bit. Or, you know, I'll go find Quell, but, you know, she's not my love interest anymore. Like, I'm just getting her to free her to, you know, make it right by her. But then, you know, like, I have moved on. Illustrate somehow that, like, all right, I'm still going to get her, but I, you know, I love Ortega now. I don't know. I just, like, I just feel like it, it was a major theme. And like a bunch of not just not just him, a bunch of the other characters go through a change, go through an arc. They experience some sort of change, and they learn to move on with things in their lives. And for them to just do that, I don't know. I mean, maybe it follows the books. Maybe that's how the books go. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. I would have done it differently. But that's that's just me. What did you think about the uh, the double sleeve issue? Which Kovac is the one that actually came out on top? Oh, okay. So, um, explaining that, yeah. So, at one point during the plot, towards the end, um, Kovac has to. It's illegal to make. It's illegal. It's illegal to make a clone of yourself, and have a copy of your conscience, in yeah. there at the same time as as you, the original copy is alive. So you can't have yeah. two of you yeah, running around. Yeah, you can around. have clones, but you yeah, can't have you can two have clones, conscious but they have to yeah. be in like hibernation and no consciousness in them. So you can't have two of yourselves running around. It's apparently highly illegal and you can get what's called real death where they destroy your yeah. your um whatever that's called, the uh, the stack. Yeah, that's what the, it's called, right? The computer chip that you're Yeah, the stack brain, your consciousness is on. Yeah. The stack is where your uh your your consciousness is stored um and it's put in the stack is put into the sleeve. You can get your stack destroyed if you do that. Now that that's important, I'm just providing context. He does this to get into the that pleasure palace place up in the sky, right? Yeah, where where the plot kind of yeah, comes down to an end, yeah. So Anyway, towards the end, um, the UN finds out, the UN investigation finds out about the fact that he's double-sleeved, and they give him the choice of, like, you gotta pick which one of you's gotta die. And they do rock, paper, scissors to find out which one wins and gets to decide. 
personally, I don't think they actually ever do the rock. I think they start doing it, and then because they're the same person, yeah, they're doing they the, same the same moves. I think they just fucking talk it out. But and they don't tell, they don't really tell the the audience which one won. He alludes to it when he's saying goodbye to Ortega, uh, or well, when he comes back to Ortega. To say goodbye. To not, say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, which not is fucking saying. stupid. Yeah, but well, whatever. That's yeah, that, <laughs> that's what we we're just talking about. But um, he he says, uh, she asks which one came back, like which uh, Kovach came back, and he said the one that said goodbye, implying that the one who, oh, I forgot to mention. So like the one copy goes as a decoy to this basically orgy island. It's a long story, <laughs> but the the one copy goes to orgy island. The other one finishes the climax of the story and does everything that we have mentioned so far about that final um, ending. Anyway, original. Yeah. So he comes. He comes to say goodbye to Ortega, and he says the one that said goodbye to you on on the uh, the floating. Well, he just he just says the one who said goodbye. Like he doesn't. uh, Well, it's it's clarify. It's implied. He doesn't. He doesn't clarify. But it's pretty. I think it's pretty clear that he's referring to the fact that I'm the one who was in the events. So they don't 100% clarify on it. I think he's telling the truth. But it wouldn't surprise me if they came around and said, oh, we got you, fools. If, if they <laughs> I guess, say... Well, I guess it wouldn't really matter, though. To some extent. I think the, the fact that he had those experiences would... Yeah, it played a big part would, of his character. Yeah, it would impact his character a lot. That It would be better if, if that copy survived. But yeah. they when they're doing the talk between the two sleeves, between the two copies, um, the Kovach who had to kill his sister is like, man, really sad about it. He's really messed up about it. And the one who went to Orangey Island is lighthearted about it. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know? like, oh, he's like, oh, you had to do that? Oh, okay. Yeah, he had to look into our eyes and he's like, he's like nonchalant about it. And when he, and when he comes back to say goodbye to Ortega, well, maybe she had he's he's more like lighthearted about it yeah maybe maybe it was orgy island kovach because that's why he's so just kind of like yeah i didn't have this huge bonding experience with ortega well no or kill my sister he yeah. still had a bonding experience well with no, no no but i mean this this ultimatum this like life or death i think even if with that kovach he still had the connection with yeah no with abso- absolutely but it to was the, to the point where he like was about to kill himself for ortega. i i disagree so. i disagree i he, i I think either way it should have ended differently, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's true. Yeah, so I think what I think ultimately the one who made it out was the one who did say goodbye. I think so. There is strong evidence. Yeah. To support no, I, the other way. I but. don't. I don't disagree. Yeah. So what we're I, I'm trying I'm struggling to remember now because I was so caught up on the change theme and how mad I was about that. Yeah, you got yeah. But what I think what were some of the other themes? Uh, there was themes about there's there were themes about religion. There was themes about yeah. family, yeah, uh, and how that is, uh, how that uh, works in this future and dystopian. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll do. Let's talk about family, because okay. I think we're gonna be religion might be later. Family in in the show they explore. It's it's actually very interesting. Um, they explore sort of the different implications of what it means to have different sleeves and to live multiple, you know, lifetimes. And like at one point, uh, the character Ortega brings back her grandmother, I believe. Right? Yeah, it was a grandmother. It was a grandmother. Yeah. Brings back her grandmother for uh, uh, the Day of the Dead celebration. And 
she brings him back or she brings her back inside the body of like yeah, a, like mobster like, or yeah, whatever, a gangster. Yeah, like a, like a he almost looked like a like a biker kind of dude yeah, with bald, tattoos beard, and beard, like piercings and stuff. And he's walking around like speaking Spanish all lighthearted, like yeah, playing with the kids. Like a grandma, yeah. yeah. And it, fantastic uh, acting. By the yeah. Way. Cause he ended up playing three different roles. Yeah. He played the criminal initially yeah. played the grandma. And then later he plays a, uh, a Russian mobster. Yeah. A little more uh, important character. Yeah. 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 They, they, uh, and, and they explore that and how like families struggle with that. And I guess it sort of dips into religion a little bit. Yeah, and how, and how, kind of bleed. And how some families, like, sort of don't want their relatives to come back because it's like, you should have you should have stayed dead. Like, you were dead. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's unnatural. To come yeah, back. it's unnatural to come back. And, like, how other families are more accepting of it. Like, the Elliots family, right? Elliots? Uh, which? which they're, they're, they're called the Elliots, right? Ava Elliot, Lizzie Elliot, and then whatever that other dude. Oh name was. yeah, the uh, uh, the medic. I totally forgot his name. Uh, he was a medic. Yeah, he, yeah. He mentions he used to be a not Sea Tag medic, but like a Marine or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. He was like right. a corpsman or something. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember his name, but he, they, yeah, they were the Elliots. And like with, with that family, they were more. Um, yeah, because he he got his wife sleeved in a man's body. It was kind of yeah. like weird at first, but then it was like ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they and end I up they end up her. like going to dinner and and stuff, yeah. and like I think like holding hands and stuff. Yeah. At one point, it's like for some people it doesn't matter. The stacks, what's important? Yeah, yeah. the The fact that they're there with them is important. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting. I don't know how I would feel about that. Like if like, I think I'm open to it. It'd be kind of cool. You know, she only brings her back. Uh, Going back to Cortez, she only uh, wait Cortez, right? Ortega. Ortega. I am sorry, that is terrible of me to get that. that that's all right. <laughs> but uh, bringing her uh, grandmother back just for these these holidays, these special occasions, you know, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be nice to speak to to your relatives. They don't have to be around all the time. They could, in theory, right? They could right. Just live forever. Right, they could, yeah. But you know, bringing them back for a holiday that that's kind of cool. You know, hey, how's it going? You know, and continue from there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I guess I mean is like if you were in that like poor bracket. Oh yeah, that's and like, a little bit. And then like you kind of yeah. Back for the holidays, like yeah. at, in the first episode, excuse me. Oh yeah, I where like they bring that. the seven-year-old girl or whatever back inside yeah, the body of like a forty-year-old like, a... like meth addict. Yeah, <laughs> was she, she was like the uh, victim in a was a hit and run or a drunk driving accident. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. Car accident. A car accident, and she dies, and they just they give her what's available, and yeah. it was a forty-year-old. Yeah, because the body. law is like, well, if you were murdered or killed, it was an accident. You're allotted a free replacement. Right. But they didn't say, you know, it's it going to be, be a girl. Yeah. yeah or a good replacement. Yeah. A young girl yeah. to match, you know, you, what, what, what you were. Like, oh, if you don't like the sleep upgrade, well, that shit's expensive. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit unfair. It's a bit unfair. Yeah. Cause then, and then that also brings in the question of like, oh, you know, love is love, right? Do yeah, you, shouldn't shouldn't matter. That yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't matter. Six year old daughter is now a forty year old meth addict body. But know? then, but then it turns into oh well, like for like the dude Elliot. I mean, he was always gonna. I mean, it was pretty pretty obvious that um, Kovach was gonna bring Elliot's wife back in her actual yeah at some body point. at yeah, some at point. Some so point. it was just temporary. But like, what if he was didn't have that option? That. Like, yeah. what if he's like, well, listen, I still love you. I think her name was Ava. I still love you, Ava, but you're in a man's body, and like I'm not attracted to the man's body. Like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hang out with you, I love you, I'll hang out with you, but like sexually, I can't be intimate with you anymore. I guess they could go into uh, to like VR, you know, like those VR dens and just kind of change appearances. Yeah, I I guess that's true. I guess it's not the same. I mean, to be fair, he was very much 
opened her when she initially well not initially when she first came back he was like who the hell is this dude why yeah. is he trying to hug me but you know finding out it was love kind of love conquers all type thing uh but yeah good point in the long run would he be tired of, of feeling that scruffy beard uh i don't know that is a good question though yeah it, it, question. it brings up uh interesting questions about you know oneself and like what would you do like if Jasmine came back as a dude sleeve and there was no changing back, just this, yeah, that would be hard for me. And I think giant muscly Puerto Rican guy. Mm, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. Could I do it? You macking down on that or what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And like, I don't mean to speak for Jasmine, but I don't think you know. If I was a girl, In the reverse, yeah, yeah, I don't. Would Jasmine still like me? you know, uh, intimately, pursue, sexually, pursue that. Yeah. exactly. Like we would definitely still love each other, uh, in like, you know, romantically or like as, you know, just people, personalities, you know? Um, but like, yeah, that, that's definitely an issue that would have taken centuries like their environment has to deal with. Yeah. You know, if that happened overnight for us, yeah, it would be, yeah, it'd be yeah. Yeah, shit There's a lot of things that kind of play into that. So, yeah. Um, and then there were also a lot of themes of religion in the show. Yeah, the um, Catholics. They don't, they don't really delve into it as much as I thought they were going to. But they do raise some questions, like maybe, maybe it is okay that people can live forever. You know, maybe it is okay that yeah. um, not. And they don't answer any of these questions really. They kind of just like leave it in the air for the audience to ponder. Yeah, and let you figure it out. But you know, they bring up questions like maybe it is okay to live forever. Maybe it isn't. Like, does living forever as a sleeve damn your soul? To hell, you know, if you believe in that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the no. Neo-Catholics, if you get re-sleeved, you're basically forfeiting your chance into heaven. Yeah. It's like God wanted you to have one life, die, go to heaven. Great. Yeah. So if you re-sleeve, then you, you ruin that chance. Yeah. Uh, which plays into the story with, with how, you know, if there's a murder victim, and if it's a sleeve kill, so only the shell is killed, but not the stack. They can take your, your stack and re-spin it and be like, oh, yeah, it was my neighbor Joe. He murdered me. Okay, well, Joe, you're under arrest for murder. Exactly. So the issue is there's like this UN bill that they're trying to pass that like under no no uh, no circumstance, any circumstance, uh, you'll be spun up and you'll be able to testify against your murder victim. So like the Neo-Catholics, they can't be spun up. Yeah, they have it in their it's, code. It's against the religion. Where, yeah, if, if you want it, you can have it put into your code for your stack that no matter what, yeah. they can't pull they can't take your stack they can't pull you back yeah. into into a sleeve and testify yeah which as we've seen in the show complicates things tremendously yeah you know this, this whole murder victim that, that you know this other murder victim this uh that lady the prostitute yeah right when when but, uh, they could have when like a person could have yeah it would have been done in like yeah 30 minutes you could have brought her back yeah. talked to you or have, have have that person talk to you and then boom you figure out what happened and you're done done for Whereas if, you know, now you can't, now you got to do it the old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned way. Yeah, exactly. Detective work. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Do you side more towards that that freedom of, of no, I don't want to be spun back up. It's against my code. Or do you think, you know, sorry, the needs of the many, the needs of society, you know, that kind of needs to come, come first. I, I mean, that's hard for me to say yeah. because um, I think I mentioned it on the show once or twice i'm more agnostic these days i used to be like hardcore atheist but i'm more agnostic these days i used to be uh i wouldn't call myself a hardcore catholic but i I was pretty catholic yeah. at one point and so my views currently as an agnostic might it's hard for me to say 
but and it also conflicts with my libertarianism. So like my agnostic side of me is saying, yeah, spin them back up. Yeah, let's figure this shit out. They'll they'll come in. They'll be like, yo, fuck him. He did it. You know, he killed me, <laughs> or like he killed all those people, or he, you know, whatever. Right. And then you know, all right, put him back to sleep. But then on the other hand, as a libertarian. You know, with I'm, I'm very big on you know my my freedoms for other people and letting people do what they want. If you genuinely don't want the government to bring you back to life, yeah, you have that right. Yeah, you know, so like I I, I conflict with that a little bit. Yeah. I think if I had to side with 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 a side, I would say if if somebody asks you to not bring them back, then you don't bring them back. Like if it's it, if they get that coding, you shouldn't be allowed to bring them back. Yeah. Fair point. If they're if they if they invented a way to like look through somebody's memories without bringing them back, that would be ideal. Yeah, then you but, wouldn't have to worry about it. Exactly. To to bring an argument to that cuz I I very much agree. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. It's it's personal freedoms versus security. You know, you you can't have both. You got to you got to make some trades and some sacrifices. If I had to pick, I would honestly lead towards the other side, you know, spin them back up. Like, you know, we got a murder out. And and I will say, like, uh, in the plot, you know, you have these, these super rich, the Mets, they call them. Uh, it was the abbreviation for, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was for. Basically, the some old, character's name or whatever, like some fictional Mathion, character. Yeah, something. Uh, but these uber elite, the top tier percentage of, uh, of wealth, uh, you know, they were his sister, actually. She found a way to fake neo-catholic coding so you know they end up killing this girl and she was going to testify she planned on it she basically kills herself just so she can be spun back up later and they falsify her coding to make her you know a neo-catholic so they can't do it so you know you got to think of it that way too it can be abused i don't know i i i i, I hear you yeah. you know like yeah. i agree but yeah, no, but the personal freedoms, I get it too. Exactly, like it's but like, obviously, like it, if I choose not to be spun up, I'm gonna be real pissed. Yeah, <laughs> if I wake up, especially if against your 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 religious tenets, like oh, you just ruined my. Well, I'd, okay, well then we could argue. Well, God shouldn't damn. Right, but like let's just say but we'll say God's an asshole. Yeah, like like no, well, well, well less, <laughs> still we're, gonna damn let's, you. <laughs> <laughs> let's. This is fictional. The neo-Catholic whatever. Let, let's, not, let's 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 not know, delve into that side fiction, of it. Well, we'll just say for argument's sake, like. Well, not even. Like, listen, if that's what you believe in and that yeah. is your choice, as much as I want to bang my head against the wall, if you don't believe in that, you don't believe in that at the end of the day. And yeah. I got to respect that yeah. as long as it doesn't infringe on anybody else. Yeah. So, Fair point. you know, I think as much as I agree with you, yeah. I ultimately, I think my libertarian side wins where, like, if somebody doesn't want that to happen. On the, on the, uh, not, not on the flip side, on the, if, I, if you don't mind me kind of pushing it a little bit towards the real world. Uh, just just on that specific topic, you know, a real life example uh, with getting your children vaccinated. You know, a lot of people they make that argument like, you know, it's my religious right to not vaccinate my children because it's against. I don't know if it's against any specific tenets. They didn't have vaccines when a lot of you know modern day religions were founded. But you know, they uh, whatever the reason they say it's against their religion. Well, now you're you're kind of endangering the safety of society because you have these you know these more uh, unvaccinated children you know running around in the wild spreading more infections. I mean that's true. I guess so. It's kind of like you know. eh. I guess the counter argument to that would be would be 
um, well, I guess you would you would say to do to draw the line at whether it affects other people, yeah. or whether it affects you. And I guess from there you can then make the counter counter argument that yeah. solving a murder or yeah, something, yeah, you gotta get that murder off the street. Yeah, you would save other people's lives. But yeah. I don't know. I think I, I I'm not sure where the line is, but I think in that case, vaccinating somebody while they're alive will save their life yeah. and the lives of other people. Whereas not Over bringing security. somebody back won't always necessarily like with a vaccination. Yeah. That's like almost always going to get a guaranteed. Exactly. Yeah. That's almost a guaranteed. You're going to save somebody's life. Whereas the spinning somebody back up, it's a death kind of thing, you know, and that's not always going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like you did say though, it, you know, okay, we caught the bad guy because we were able to spin her back up. It prevented other people. From and you could also, you, but you could also argue that, uh, you can figure out, who yeah. was murdered or without, what happened without, without it. Anyways, so. yeah. But that time difference, you know. Yeah, you, you I could, guess. Yeah, it gets, it gets complicated. Yeah. It gets complicated. It needs it of the many get... versus needs of the few. Kind right. Of thing, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. What else? What other? There were, there were, there there were a bunch quite of a bit to jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what was that painting on the wall in her room? It was, uh. Oh, right. Um, this is, this is this, uh, well, I don't know if it, I guess it ties into themes about like family and stuff, but it's really more about. I think it's more about the character than yeah. a theme necessarily. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd say like a family theme. So like, what was the girl's name? Like Ray or Ray? Yeah, Ray was like her nickname or whatever. I don't yeah. Know well, like you know, for argument's sake, we'll just say Ray. Yeah. Right. Kovac's son, not son. I'm sorry. Kovac's sister. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Kovac's sister, Ray, um, basically thought dead, whatever, but you find out through, like, the plot of the show and stuff and later events that she is trying to keep them together in, like, her sick, twisted mind. She's trying to ensure that they stay together and empower and do what they want whenever they want kind of of shtick. And she... Basic. It basically gets to the point where she's willing to kill his like friends and quote unquote family. You know, not like his actual family. Yeah, but, group but yeah, well, yeah, like his his his, his close knit uh, loved ones and stuff. Uh, you know, people he loves and and his friends. And she's willing to 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 consistently kill them and isolate him and separate him from them, and trying to get trying to get her or trying to get him to just come with him. And Cameron brings up the painting because I, I, I uh, sort of picked up on this, and she even says the word "devour," yeah. which is uh, it, it's this very famous painting. I don't remember what it's called, but I believe it's like if you know anything about uh, Greek mythology, uh, I believe it's the Titan Kronos. He he would eat his children because I believe it was prophesized. I believe. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But um, I believe it was prophesied that one of his children were going to... Oh, Cameron. Is Cameron pulling it up? Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm going to read up on it real quick. Okay. Um, it's prophesied, I believe, that one of his children is going to like overthrow him and like kill him and stuff. So to prevent that from happening, whenever uh, he, you know he gets a son, he eats them and kills them and eats them and... Uh, um, and devours them in, into his stomach, and it's because he loves 
his uh it's because he loves his quote-unquote family you know like what he has now he doesn't want it to change which by the way brings it back to the theme about change and stuff yeah the sister is resisting change yeah she's, and she's the, willing to devour what she has and he's, yeah. he's willing to devour um kovach's family to keep what she wants what she, you know what was before it's just like chronos and she has that and she has that painting up in her in her uh in her like room in her private quarters yeah in her private quarters uh no you were right that's that's essentially what it boils down to um and then i believe it's zeus who eventually like breaks out of his stomach or something and kills him is, is how that story ends yeah it's one of those those things you know like uh like a self-fulfilling prophecy you know he it was told his son one of his sons was going to kill him well so he decides to kill his sons and why well, you know like anybody else they want to be killed so you know his sons end up killing him or a son ends up killing him because you know he was doing that so right it's kind of self-fulfilling yeah so kind of plays into the character i can't help but just point that out by the way that you know she was resisting change and kovach wanted some change yeah but he didn't follow through on that change no, i mean he he evolved. He evolved, but I I don't know. It just wasn't satisfying enough for me. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'd say he he changes a person from where he from episode one to episode ten. You just wanted him to totally drop Quell and just okay do something else. You know? I don't I don't know I don't. Or well, just be with Ortega. Like I was. Not to assume, but no no no. You're you're right. I wish that they that he had just stayed with Ortega. I wish he'd stay with Ortega and like stay in that city. At least for a little bit, yeah. or like just just have some sort of. But it doesn't necessarily need to be that. Like I said, like I don't think they should have brought up the fact that Quill is alive at all. Don't don't even don't even don't even fucking say that. And they gotta dabble at season two a little bit, you know. Fuck you, like they, <laughs> <laughs> that. You don't need. You can do something else. I don't know. Yeah. Like there's so many other things that well, you can. Well, that's another thing that we don't know about. And talk books. about. We don't know. True. We don't know the, what the books have. True, plans. but I'm just saying from from what no, I, I get you. From my perspective, they could have gone in like a hundred different other directions. Yeah. And, but they could have still had Quill. I just think they, the way they executed it, they set it up so for, for this to be the theme of what is supposed to happen. And yeah. like, I just wasn't a hundred percent satisfied with how much they went, that like how far they went with yeah. it. Fair yeah. Enough. To illustrate that theme. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. But, um, I don't, I remember, I don't remember what spurred that on. I know we're talking about the painting. But... Uh, well, you're talking about evolving and moving on and growing, and then and yeah. you're back on your your tangent. So. Mm, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think some of the other themes. Um, those were those were like the main ones. Those were the big ones. It was re- it was religion, family, and and change. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean they do some like societal sort of like yeah, because you know like everyone kind of it's like the desire of the flesh type thing. There's a lot of like bars, a lot of uh, like sexual. Uh, I don't want like dens, I guess, you know, like, uh, they, like, like people are so of. numb to like experience because they've lived so long that yeah. they like and, seek new experiences. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in the 40 K universe, Warhammer 40 K, didn't the, uh, the earlier civilization before like the current civilization, didn't they get to that point where they were so advanced? Like they were just bored. If I'm not, I could, I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, I don't want to like say they started dabbling into some weird fucked up stuff. Uh, I don't know. I could I, be thinking of something I, else, but I, I, was I don't say, want to say that you're wrong. Drawing but parallels. I, I don't know if you're right either. Like yeah. I, I just, I just don't okay, know. I, yeah, I don't know enough about it. But, uh. but I was going to draw parallels on that. That you know, society once you kind of get past 
you know, obviously the very basic portions of society survive, survive, procreate and survive. I mean, I guess so, you could, know, I of... guess if you want to draw parallels, you could draw parallels to just like, like celebrities of like today, yeah. like, you know, yeah, how like celebrities very... like pick up like weird hobbies exotic, and do, like, yeah. do exotic things. Cause, and... Cause once you're to that point where you're, you don't have to worry about, Oh, I gotta pay the bills or oh, yeah. I gotta survive, whatever. Yeah. You got a lot of free time. Exactly. You get bored yeah. and shit. So no. fair point. Um, that's all I can really think about in terms of themes. Uh, those are those are like the core things that I that off the top of my head, like I can remember. Yeah. That that it, it just deals with that deals with th- change change, family, religion deals with issues of mortality. Yeah. What's more important? Yeah. What's more important? And and love and then there's some love in there and yeah. mixed in between. A little bit of love. Yeah. It was overall really cool show. Um, yeah, fantastic. To talk, I guess, talk about it more technically. The cinematography was really cool. I like how they experimented with different ways of shooting a scene that would normally look terrible, but because of the yeah, the because way of the show, really right? So, like, there are a couple of shots where you can get like you can enter a virtual. It's called just the virtual as like slang, but it's yeah. like you can get into like a. Like a VR, VR kind of thing, but yeah. it's like fully immersive. Your mind is in it, and you know you feel like you're in um, a real place. But to illustrate, to illustrate that we are now in the to the audience that we are now in the virtual, they use a 360 degree camera and then just flatten the image out. Yeah. So and, and it looks very distorted. And it looks oh, very no, distorted. They that, that, and they put like a grain it. filter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then they they do they make weird shots like they'll kind of get real close and kind of twist the camera a bit. I liked I liked a lot of what they did and like yeah. for emotional moments sometimes they would experiment with stuff. They would do uh, like a uh, I forgot what that's called like a three sixty shot where they like circle around a, a subject point. They do that a couple times. Yeah. Um, like I said, they do the the uh, three six three hundred sixty degree camera. They sometimes warp the lens too when they're in the virtual. Yeah, they'll kind and, of. Yeah, I like that a little bit. I like it that. definitely made you feel like okay, we are not in the real world. We're in some other space. And you know, and this isn't a detriment to them, but like you, they made be- beautiful shots, right? But you can tell that they didn't have like the world's most like expensive budget. Like, like they weren't like super super yeah, high we're not production Hollywood, you know. But they made it work. Yeah. Very, they very made what they had work, yeah. and it looks really, really good. Especially the special effects, for the most part, really yeah. good. There were, yeah, there were some scenes with like vehicles moving around that you could kind of see, like some of the shading was off, and some of the movement was a little weird. But like, yeah, overall, fantastic. That's pretty good. And really uh, the music wasn't soundtrack wasn't stand out, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, um, there's no set a nice tone. Yeah, yeah. it went it went well with what it was. Yeah. Nothing really jumped out at you. Yeah, but it was good. Oh well. We could talk briefly about the news about what the second season is going to be about. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like I already mentioned, Anthony Mackie, um, uh, the Falcon from, uh, you know, the Marvel movies, he is going to be playing uh, Kovach, allegedly, next season. And I believe they're going to do a time jump. They're going to do a time jump of about 30, 30 years. And most of the characters from the season one are going to be gone. It's gonna be like thirty years in the future, and they said like a few people might still show up, like Ortega. I think apparently Poe. Apparently Poe, which is we, uh, the we AI died, but who, I don't who know. dies in that towards the end. Probably, I don't know how. What was the last episode, right? Yeah, it's the very last. Episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, 
Uh, so yeah, apparently Poe's gonna c- come back. So the act, the main actor. Uh, I forgot his last name. Um, but but the main act. Sorry, <laughs> I hit Cameron's glass. The main actor uh, said that yes, some of the, some people you might expect to come back are like Ortega, uh, Poe, maybe um, uh, the the guy who plays Bancroft, the big um, um, meth, you know. Uh, the the rich yeah the the yeah. super rich dude he might come back but for the most part like the lower minor characters probably won't come back like maybe yeah. like Elliot Elliot's family probably isn't coming back yeah they're pro- he's probably done with his adventuring days exactly he's hang out with the family um and he said he's probably not coming back he said the both him and the creator said that the window was open obviously because now uh, Riker or Ryder yeah. Riker Riker yeah. Riker is gonna be in his body now, in his in his well back into sleeve, his body into yeah, his exactly. sleeve right, but he might not be involved in the events of of the show, so he's he might not be around for season two. Yeah, and he, I, and, I feel about that. And he said, I personally don't like it, which is why I'm also upset about the ending. But yeah, I, we already hashed that one out. Yeah, we, we did. Um, he said it's gonna be sort of like an anthology series in the sense that the next season is gonna be like almost a totally different through line of story. I wonder how that plays it's gonna, with the books then. It's going to have um I am not sure. It's going to have like um the the same overarching story of like homeboy Kovach yeah, looking for Quell, yeah. but yeah, apparently it's going to have a new setting, new story, 30 years in the future, all that jazz. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I personally don't like it, but <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a I'm a little disappointed because I, I actually really liked I can't I don't know his name, the actor that played uh, Riker's sleeve. Yeah, obviously he played Takeshi, but the guy yeah, who did yeah. that that sleeve, uh, you know, since he was played by three people, but or I guess four if you want to include the child, but but uh, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I hope he he makes a comeback. The character Riker, I don't really... Eh, he wasn't really flushed out. He was shown in like no, a handful of scenes. But I really Also like, not that great of a character. Yeah, he was kind of a kind of a dirtbag. Yeah. But uh, I, I really enjoyed that actor. I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he did a really good job. He sold the, sold the character. But he has not been contacted for season two. So Unfortunately. And I think I read something about them wrapping up uh, filming on that. Yeah, so, so... It's probably already a done deal. Yeah. Uh, but what you said reminded me of something. Something I wanted to talk about, but I forgot. Also, the acting on the show. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. It, I was thinking to myself, like, man, these actors must be, like, loving this gig because it gives them, a like... A lot of exposure. Yeah, because... Yeah. How good. Because stacks can change... Well, Cameron's... It's not that I had to sneeze. Dying. Right? We're good. We're Dying good. You keep there. going. <laughs> Almost sneeze. Um, because different stacks can be moved into different sleeves... And that allows for different characters to inhabit different bodies, which allows for the whole um, Kovach going from this uh, this one actor's name I forgot his uh, I forgot his name the Riker character yeah, the Riker yeah. character the Riker sleeve, sleeve he say, can yeah. go Kovach from go to him to uh, now Anthony Mackie um, and he can be Kovach so it, it but in the show like we mentioned with the grandma like that dude. Uh, the, the the criminal the he thuggish yeah character. he plays the criminal or the thuggish character he plays the the Latina grandma oh, and then he and then he plays the the Russian mobster and like these people are acting their ass off yeah and then like, uh, the Riker sleeve him that guy the main the protagonist he and Ortega 
the, the woman who plays Ortega. It, pretty much everybody who has to do this, but like, yeah, a lot of the they, main cast. Yeah. They have like subtle differences in their performance. I don't know if you noticed, like with um, when when um, are you talking about the sister and Ortega, or are you talking about for for the example I'm going to use? Oh. I'm going to use um, Riker. When okay. he, when the main actor is playing as Riker, oh yeah, he modifies very... his speech just a little bit, just enough that you can tell that it's a different person. Yeah, he gives it more of that like cop kind of you know cop, like cop and slang. and he's and he's quicker with with how he speaks. Yeah, and he he changes like his inflection just a tad bit. Yeah, and his attitude by far. Yeah, and like you can, it, it, it it's just it's 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 just very very interesting like the the actors did did a very good job of like portraying that oh this is a different person in this body now yeah which which is incredibly difficult to do uh obviously but then it also is incredibly important important for this type of story like uh going back to the to the thug grandma russian plot character um fantastic performance that one's probably as far as like switching performances in characters probably my favorite the standout that one, one sold it because yeah. it was like you know he, he had his grandma scenes and he's playing with the kids and stuff and making snarky comments like for a while i forgot that that you know that character is having to play three he, different people yeah he literally very like believable like t- 10 or 15 minutes earlier he was making like yeah he was like oh you know l- fuck you guys like, like he was yeah. making like i don't know if it was rape comments because he wasn't in, he wasn't in, he, he was just saying that he would like have sexual sex. comments. Yeah, he was making yeah. sexual comments towards Ortega and like kind of like a very thuggish kind of way. Yeah, 15 and then minutes later, 15 he's minutes grandma. later, he's grandma. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, oh, you know, Mijo, oh, me, or, me, or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's like, home, you know, like, eat more, eat more comida, you know, yeah. like, he's like <laughs> really fantastic. Like, it, it actually caught me a few times where like my disbelief was absolutely suspended. It was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. This that's is, grandma. This dude is totally grandma. That's right grandma now. in a different sleep. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, or Elliot's Elliot's wife. Oh yeah, Elliot yeah, the, coming back. As um, a, as Elliot's a white wife guy. came back as a yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, as, as as a white guy. Yeah, and he um he plays like he plays the mother character believably too. Yeah, he's crying he, like his his posturing and manner. Yeah, he's, he gets emotional. Like a very stuff. emotional, like scared. Yeah, you know. It was it was all it was all around really really good. Yeah, fantastic. It was really good. Fantastic acting. I honestly can't think of anybody that had a noticeably bad performance. You know, like they were all there. Decent. There is one. There, there was one which, person. Which one? Maybe I'm not thinking of who. One. Not that they were bad overall, but there were a few scenes where I was like, mm. I was like no. Which uh, which one? Uh, the the actress who plays Ray. The they, the like the, the actual Ray the the actual Ray character yeah. yeah. Um, the Kovac's sister. That actress, not that she's bad, she got most of her performances down, but there were like a few of them where I was like, the way you deliver that line kind of took me out of it. Now, maybe I'm biased because when she got introduced to the story and like her motivations were sort of revealed, I sort of... Yeah, you naturally was, didn't like... Was not yeah. 100% happy with how the story was going. So yeah. maybe that's like... I just want to provide that Cl- lens. Your vision. Exactly. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, that's where I'm viewing this from. So maybe that's affecting my objectivity here or wh- how I feel about it. But I think there were a couple of lines where, like, she delivered, like, an emotional moment or something and it, like, it didn't quite pay off. But, again, that wasn't her entire performance. There were yeah. other parts of her performance where she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. 
He just wasn't always on the ball. No. Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, o- overall, there was no, like, oh, yeah, oh, that was Overall, yeah, the, the acting the acting was, was, was good. It was yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, very enjoyable. The uh, the overall plot, like you said, there's some issues. Apparently, from what I've read on, like, Reddit and some, some threads online, the books are superior, which is generally the case with a lot of mediums, uh, you know, Harry Potter, whatever. Well, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Some people prefer the movies. But, oh, I digress. But, uh, you know, as far as the plot goes, um, not bad. I, I think that if the cinematography and the acting and the delivery wasn't as good as what it, as what it is, it, it would have suffered a lot more. Obviously, but, I you know, throwing that out there, it wasn't amazing. The payoff was a little, eh, it was a little, there were some parts that I didn't like as well. Uh, not to the extent that you dislike mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but, Listen, uh, wait, I, I want to clarify. There, not that you know. Yeah, I really still have the I, issue. I still love the show. It's just like it went from like a nine ten to like an eight seven. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I'd give eight it a seven. A half, I think I'd give it yeah like an eight eight and a half. Yeah. But like in, instead of it being like a nine nine and a half, it got dropped down like a point because of that because I felt like well I already went over it. Yeah. We've, yeah. Yeah, we've hashed that out a couple of times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's overall super, super good show. I would highly recommend it. I'm not sure there's much else we can really talk about as far as the movie goes. Uh, or the show. Or I'm sorry, the show. You're right, you're right. Um, we talked about cinematography. We hit all the themes, themes. yeah. The I guess the only thing I, I can... choreography. Was oh, fight choreography is really good, yeah. Um, not bad. The only, the only thing I can... The only other criticism I can think of right now, just because I was reminded of it, was I think also there's like one or two episodes that feel like um, almost filler. Like, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed myself, but I could tell, like, oh, the plot's kind of grinding to a halt here. Not much is moving on. We're getting context, and we're learning more about the characters, but the plot isn't progressing as as much as it should. So that's maybe, my, maybe that's my only other critique. There were some lulls occasionally, but they were interesting. They, it, I was interested to keep watching. That's that's just a minor nitpicky critique. Yeah, that's just how I felt. If you're looking for stuff, kind of. Yeah. yeah, like if you're expecting to keep a constant pace, it it doesn't do that. I think. But again, yeah, that, that whole second act kind of. Uh, well, it's it's tough because they kind of have to give you that back story. They kind of have to let you know what's going on to understand it. So, but yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, if you have nothing else to say about it. I think that that'll wrap up my topic. I'm or, or our topic on on the show. Yeah, I mean overall, yeah. really great show. Overall, would recommend Check it. it out. Um, if you are skipping to this section now, yeah, coming back with af- yeah after that long discussion about the show, basically our thoughts on it is we have a few critiques about you know exactly how everything played out, but overall what we gave it like an eight eight and a half. Yeah, I'd say eight eight say, and a half, yeah, eight and a half nine. It was super good. Uh, if you really, if you love sci-fi, oh and, yeah, absolutely. and interesting concepts about like mortality and stuff like that, and themes on, on, uh, on change and family, what it means to be human, yeah, yeah, what it means to be human, um, it's super interesting, has some interesting commentary, and it doesn't answer all of your questions. It doesn't, it sort of leaves some of those answers up to the viewer. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the answer is important. Yeah, and what you take away from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, really good. Definitely, definitely should check it out. All right, Cameron, are you ready to move on to your topic? 
Yeah, I I wanted to ask specifically, uh, you mentioned that you have kind of uh, came down a path to where you are. You said you were yourself proclaimed currently um, agnostic. You know, you started out strong, well, moderate, moderately strong Catholic to strong atheist to a little more mellowed out um, in your agnosticism. What uh, what brought you to that? What, you know, what kind of got you to where you are today? Well, Cameron. With religion. You know. It's an interesting question. And of course, you know, I'll play into my own, you know. Right, yeah, version. yeah. So, uh, well, I'm not exactly sure what uh, what started it off 100%, but I think if I had to guess, I would say that what started it off was two things towards my changing into being more skeptical of my religion. And it was probably when... I started, I would like, I was never really like, uh, I, I don't think I would call myself a strong Catholic. It, I was like a moderate Catholic. Like my family was very uh, laissez-faire about it. Uh, but every once in a while I would pray just for like, you know, it almost like, uh, like comfort, you know, maybe it turned in, I'll get to that. It turned into that, but okay. no, like when I first did it, it was just kind of like, you know, when you, just something you do. Yeah. It was just something you did. Yeah. You know, like when you're talking to yourself, that's, that's the best way I can put it. It was like talking to yourself when you're like just internalizing your thoughts and you basically have a conversation with yourself in your mind kind of thing. Yeah, inner monologue. Yeah, yeah like inner monologue. Except now it's not just inner monologue towards you, it's inner monologue towards what you, you know, some higher deity. And... I would just, you know, shoot the shit with, uh, with Jesus, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a podcast yeah, right and shoot the shit with Jesus <laughs> in uh in fucking prayer. And later on, I think around eighth grade, I think eighth grade, I was ramping up towards my confirmation, which in Catholicism is, uh, one of like the sacraments. And it basically long story short means you're like an adult in the eyes of the church. You sort of like graduate quote unquote from your religious teachings and you, you're an adult in the eyes of the church. So I was ramping up towards that. And I don't know. I'm trying to pinpoint where where something happened. I'm thinking the, the thought that's coming to mind right now is I remember I was in religious uh, education one time. And we were discussing evolution. And my teacher said evolution isn't real. Like if you believe in God, you can't believe in evolution. And I was like, well, no, that's... That's not true. Evolution is, is is pretty proven. Like, yeah, it's not... I don't believe it's a law. It's something, I'm pretty sure it's still a theory, but a scientific theory versus just the word theory, two different, very different things. A scientific theory is very proven, but that's besides the point. Anyway, so I was arguing with this teacher. I was arguing with this, with, with this teacher. I was like, no, like, you can believe in evolution and still believe in God. Like, what if God created evolution? Like, you don't know. Like... There's so many different ways we can take this, and evolution is proven. Like you can't, you know, you can't you can't uh, take that away. Yeah. So Great. I think things like that sort of like seeded the doubt, and then I started praying to to God, and I was saying things like, you know, things to the effect of like, hey, if you're out there, like, show me a sign, like, you know, do something. Like if 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 it's even just the tiniest little inkling, and I know it's you, homeboy. I'll be with you 100%, but you got to give me something. And I, I I had brought this up with a couple of people before, but 
I, I was always told, you know, like, that's why it's faith. You know, yeah. if they just show it to you, it's not the same thing as faith. And I, I was like, yeah, but something deep down inside of me, I wasn't satisfied with those answers. Yeah. And I just questioned more and more and more and more and more. And then I became very fearful of of death, the idea of death. And I think most people are, but maybe me to a more so extent. And I think, you know, I, I don't, I can't really pinpoint it, but I think just somewhere along the line, I started thinking about it more and more and more. And I was like, you know, this doesn't all, it doesn't, it, I just don't feel like this is what's actually happening. And I did my confirmation anyway, like time went on. I did my confirmation and you can actually see in like the photos of my confirmation, my face is not a happy face. All my <laughs> friends are all happy in those confirmation photos. You can see in my face, I was happy at the time, but I'm just saying you could subliminally see it on my face. Like I was not the happiest fucking camper. Yeah, you don't, you'd rather you do something else. You know, yeah. And so I wasn't really into it. Anyway, so later on, I had my doubts. You know, I still wasn't entirely sure. And I, and I think my junior year of high school is when I finally made the transition. And I was like, I don't believe in God anymore. And I like confirmed it in my mind. Like I was like, yeah, it's, I don't really believe in him anymore. And I think it's because getting sort of into philosophy a little bit, not entirely on purpose, but like I would watch videos and things and read arguments about like why maybe, maybe God isn't real. And those arguments sort of, I don't know, they made sense. They rang true in my mind. And like what other people would say to like maybe with, with the conversations I've had with people who believe in God and the arguments, the counter arguments they would give for me, they didn't do much for me. Like I was like, oh, I think you're wrong. You know, like I don't think your evidence holds up. And the more and more I looked into it and looked into myself and the questions I had, I felt, you know, I don't think there there is a God. And I, so then I, I was a, if anybody asked me, you know, I was a staunch atheist. And then I think... Flash forward into college, I met Jasmine, who, my girlfriend, she is not atheist. Uh, she, she's still a believer. Uh, I don't know what don denomination is. Uh, she is. But I met her, and then I started taking more philosophy classes, and I think last year, last year, I think it was, or my sophomore year, I'm not entirely sure, I took a philosophy of religion class, and we explored the ever-living crap out of... Uh, those arguments about religion and other people's religion and like multiple different arguments for the belief in God and the not belief in God and all this jazz. And finally, I like, I realized I was like, I'm not even sure if there's no God. So I was, so I eventually came to the conclusion, like nobody knows anything. If I don't know what's up, I don't think they know what's up. Ultimately, I'm an agnostic. If there, if there is a God out there, it's not any of the gods on this earth that were created by, you know, Christianity, you know, Muslim, Hindu, uh, whatever. Hindu, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Any, anything. Maybe they have hints of the real, maybe. But it's also entirely possible that all of it's wrong. There is no greater power. There is no nothing. So I don't know. I, I, and, I, and I felt that it was better to not pick a side. You know, like, I don't know for sure if there's nothing. I think that the probability of there being nothing is high, but... I don't know for sure. And there are convincing arguments that I heard in my philosophy class. Like, I think it's called monotheism. No, it's not monotheism. That's that's the... Molinism. It's called Molinism. That one's a confusing argument. And I couldn't really recount it to you right now. 
Yeah, but, I, was, I was about to ask you. I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, sorry. Okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have it off the top of my head. But if you look into it, it's incredibly complicated. But if you just barely grasp at it, you kind of have to do some mental gymnastics. But I could see why somebody would believe in God if they went that route. So yeah, I mean, that was, that, that was my basic journey. I'm sorry that the first part was confusing, but I don't really know for sure when my doubts and things yeah, started setting in. I just know what happened leading into like my junior year of high school, how I sort of just realized and accepted within myself because that was hard for me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know about you, but when I was religious, I looked down on atheists and agnostics yeah. and people who didn't believe in something. Yeah. And Absolutely. that was hard for me to then go, oh man, I am, <laughs> I'm one of I am one of, I was, yeah. I'm that person now, you know? So that, that's sort of how, how my religious journey sort of, sort of has gone. And yeah, at the moment I am agnostic. I don't know. I, I definitely, uh, you know, if we're going to move over to my, my, uh, for sure. Yeah. Go, transition. Tell us, tell you us will. your journey. Uh, very, very similar. Very, very similar. In fact, I think we've kind of came to the same conclusion around the same time. I think I held on to it a little bit longer than you did. Cause I remember you, you, we'd have the discussions while playing Halo, of course. And, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, of course, yeah, all ph- philosophical discussions on Halo. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's, that's where the yeah. big philosophy. Yeah. philosophical scholars go oh, to our time go, go to go to discuss yeah definitely not just a bunch of 12 year olds <laughs> but no anyways uh you know we'd, we would talk and i would say something about oh you know to pray about it whatever you know and then you'd be like eh, i don't know man i don't know and, you know so <laughs> for you i think it is set off a little bit a little bit quicker maybe a little bit sooner one of the two but uh for me you know brought up uh more protestant or not non-denomination which even itself is technically a denomination you could argue yeah whatever but uh it's still kind of a category uh, grew up like that my my family um i would say a lot more devout a little more strict with it uh as opposed to your like laissez-faire yeah upbringing with it mine were a little bit more strict there was not a lot of uh room for doubt or questioning it was kind of like hey this is the way of the world you know, and of course, that's another thing um, that I wanted to add while you were talking about uh, your story. Um, whenever, and this is something that I've kind of read up on, it's whenever you're teaching someone about, you know, a religious doctrine at the same age, and that's why some people argue you need to wait till they're in their teens to introduce them to these, you know, religious philosophies. When you teach a, a child, like, okay, don't sin because it's bad, whatever, at the same time you're teaching them, don't touch the oven or the stove because it's hot. Like, they're going to associate a lot of that stuff with, like, life or death. Like, you know, this is the law of the land type thing. You know, so breaking that, it's really difficult, you know, as you get older because of that, uh, for lack of a better word, indoctrination. Uh, which I thought was kind of interesting because I had the same issue. But uh, starting out, yeah, very, very much more strict. I was very de- a devout uh, Christian when I was younger. Uh, you know, my parents were always, like, uh, proud to, you know get me involved in uh, a lot of the communities and I was you know everyone thought I was going to be a little pastor growing up um I I started you know you get questions of course with anything you start getting questions um as I was getting older you know maybe like sixth seventh grade something like that the family family life gets a little rough you start asking questions uh and of course same thing I I had that ultimatum and I was like hey give me a sign show me something you know I get you know that I got the same exact answer it's faith uh you know i never got my sign i never got that you know people interpret things differently of course right um you know it uh 
that kind of set that little that little seed. And I remember um, there was a video I'd watch. I can't remember exactly if it was a TED Talk or a John Green video. Um, this was maybe fast forward a couple of years, maybe a year or two. And uh, this uh, I'd watch this video. It was about critical thinking. And it was kind of like touching up on the basics of being able to think critically. And I was the same way like you. I saw like atheists and agnostics and like other religions as like, oh, they're wrong. You know, they're evil and that they're immoral or whatever. Um, and, you know, basically the message was think for yourself, think critically, you know, listen to the other side, analyze what they have to offer and come to your own conclusion. And so I thought, okay, you know, that's kind of interesting. So I explored maybe some Reddit threads or watched some YouTube videos. And, like, all of these, like, questions and stuff that I'd had before, I was like, wow, other people have it too. And they've taken it a step further. And, uh, you know, that kind of just sinks in. And it got to the point, and it was really tough for me too, where I, you know, kind of admit, like, I can't believe in this anymore. It really boiled over to a point where it was it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not religious. And it was really, really tough to admit that. You know, you like I said, you're brought up with, you know, this is the law of the land and yeah it, it to, becomes you know, it becomes a part of your identity yeah very you know? much. and and you have to basically tear that out that's why yeah. people are so passionate about their religious beliefs exactly know? and and it's it's a hard thing to i don't know just come to terms with like yeah. you're realizing that a big part of you is, is changing yeah a very big part yeah uh you know so coming to that realization i decided probably and uh i think like that self self-admitting uh yeah high school like freshman year i was really really doubtful it wasn't uh it wasn't the best of years sophomore year i was like yeah yeah i don't know i don't think so anymore and then by yeah by the end of that high school was done i was out of there i went went to the military and then i was like no this is not absolutely but um it uh i was going to uh make another point that I just forgot. I'm sure, we'll come, I'm sure I'll remember it at some point. But uh, yeah, coming around to that, it it's interesting, you know, being able to think critically kind of kind of pushed it all in that direction. I, I was gonna I was gonna say yeah, uh, if you'll allow me. No, go ahead because um, I'm I'm still thinking on that other part. So. Um, I was gonna bring up two things. Uh, bef- uh, something we can touch on later. Uh, yeah, of course. We can maybe talk about what arguments finally put the nail in the coffin for us. Yeah, and I think we both share the same answer, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say that um, to get to that point, you also got to be very open-minded. Yes. A lot of people yeah. say they're open-minded. Yeah, Not really. A lot of people say a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> say a lot of things. Most people aren't as open-minded no. as they'd like to think. No. Even us. Oh, even, very, even, there, yeah, there are a few topics that but, I'm like, yeah, no. Like, yeah. Um, so it, you definitely have to be really open-minded to sort of like... Not to pat ourselves on the back or anything like that, but it, it really no. it really takes a lot of uh, of of like aware of self to really step back, and view yourself, yeah. view what you're believing in, why you believe in it, and Absolutely. like where that doubt is coming from and stuff. Yeah, um, it's not something overnight, that's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely not. Took took years. Yeah, many years. Uh, did you remember what you were gonna say at all? No, I, I think I was gonna wrap it up with like the whole, uh, you know, starting off devout Christian. I, I'm very similar to you. At first, I was like a little, a little more <laughs> thought, a little strong on the atheism aspect, you know, because it's, you know, you're kind of almost like not violent. It's not violent, but very abrupt. You're kind of like ripped out of it, and you're like, yeah, okay, I am this new identity. It's very vulnerable time, so you kind of you cling to that new identity. Um, I would say now I. There's a bunch of different scales, and, and you know you can explain it however you want, I guess. But uh, I'd say I'm more like a 
agnostic atheist. Agnostic in that nobody knows for sure. The, the, right. the most devout believer and the most uh, you know skeptical non-believer. Nobody knows 100%. Um, you know, if we did, it'd be a lot simpler world. Right. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, so agnostic in that fact, but then, you know, a little more atheist in that I sincerely doubt it. Just given the, the way of the world and how things work, I sincerely right. doubt yeah. it. You know. Before we keep going real quick, yeah. I wanted to ask, I'm getting tired of the color of the LED lights. Did you want to change it to anything else? Oh. I was going to change it to something brighter. Yeah, see, that orange was kind of, yeah, yeah, it's getting a little dark. Yeah, it's getting a little dark. Do, uh, what do we got? This is a skin? I like this one because nice cause if you look at the, at like the, the, uh, the stuff I have on the wall... You can see that it like changes how you look at the colors. Oh stuff. yeah, it changes your perspective. Yeah, where your eyes are drawn. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. And like it affects like other, like if you look at the uh, the Mentos pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a totally different. And then like totally different color. Like, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, we could have a total discussion on on the human optics. Like, <laughs> that it actually that kind of plays into it. Some people view that as an argument for God, the complexity of the human right. eye. And some people say, well, it's it's pretty it, faulty. Well, yeah, that, that, that is the, for folks that don't know, that is the fine-tuning argument. Yeah. Um, which, mm, I, could, I could debunk that. But I, yeah, I, I still heavily lean towards the non-believer portion of that. I mean, the, the eyes got... So, since we're talking about arguments, <laughs> uh, let's talk about, if, if, if you're okay with moving on to this point. Yeah, I, I very think much. Yeah, something. I think I've said my piece. Excuse me. Um, the argument that I think got us both... Uh, but I, I don't want to speak for you, yeah. um, is the argument of evil, on evil existing in the world. That is the one that I think was the final nail in the coffin for me, that if anybody can come to me and like fight back against that in any way, shape, or form, please feel free. Because yeah. if, you, if you convince me, I might be a believer. I don't know. <laughs> but, We're back to the old Catholic roots. Yeah. Um, just a quick overview of that argument for anybody who doesn't know. Um, the argument of evil is if you agree to the premise that God, the you know Judeo-Christian sort of monotheistic version of God, um, if you believe in him, um, it's established that he is uh, omnibenevolent, omniscient, and omnipotent, which just means he's all good, all knowing, and all powerful. I don't remember if I did that in the exact order. I, yeah, that was, well, it's, yeah. yeah, but the main point is he is those three things. So if he's all-knowing, he knows of all the evils in the world. Uh, if he's all-good, he would want to stop uh, all those evils in the world. And if he's all-powerful, he has the ability to execute that and uh, fight those evils, right? Well, if you believe all of those things, then why is there evil still left in the world? If there's evil still left in the world, you can draw a conclusion that maybe God doesn't exist. Because if he were those things, he would... He would he would uh, 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 attack that evil, yeah. and then this is where maybe my agnosticism comes from. The more uh, accepted conclusion is maybe not that God doesn't exist, but that God isn't what we think He is. Yeah. If there is an all powerful deity out there, He might not be all powerful, or He might not be all good or all knowing. Yeah, he you know, be a Kronos or a Zeus. Exactly. Yeah. The point of yeah. the argument is basically that to either. I guess the most effective point of the argument is to reduce what we believe God to be. You know, the God of the Bible is all those three things. In I, in my opinion, I think that that's plainly clear. Yeah, that's definitely the argument. And with that argument uh, and others, 
I think it clearly shows that not really. Yeah, and it leaves you wanting more. It's a bit of a, uh, in my opinion, a flawed, uh, a very much flawed argument. And 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 it's 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 a so yeah, the argument from evil is the one that really like put the nail in the coffin for me. And I think also for you, Cameron, you can yeah that, speak on that. As far as like uh, that skepticism goes, that was definitely a very big factor. Because I mean, to sit here and say he is those things, that is what you know the general consensus, uh, at least as far as I understood it growing up. Um, is that he is those things, absolutely. And I guess the the counter-argument is that, well, he wants you to have free will and make your own choices. He wants you to accept him and not be forced into anything. You know, but at the same time, like, why... You know, it's an unconditional love under the condition that, you know, you accept him. Yeah, and also you could you could make the argument uh, of the, 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 the strength of the evil, right? Yeah. So, like, why are there child rapists out yeah, there or, like, or why are some really messed up stuff or even stuff that's out of human nature out of human control like being you know children born with bone or, cancer or natural evils yes yeah or like yeah mosquitoes and carrying so that's you say yeah so that's another thing right so like why did he design so the severity things? and yeah. the different evils there's uh moral evil i believe it's called or yeah. human evil something like that yeah. and then there's natural evil yeah and which, which i have a bigger issue with the natural evil well I yeah mean, that's because you're gonna have this kid you know the the argument is free will let you do whatever. Well, how's this kid gonna get that chance? You know, if he's got bone cancer at birth and he's he's dead now. He so, lived for like six months. So there back. so there's the famous example that was brought forward. I don't remember by who uh, in in the philosophy community of a fawn is going through the forest and a tree falls and slams on it and pins it to the ground and it like is it's gonna die yeah, right it and it's die. like internal bleeding. It can't get up and it's gonna die. But it's not going to die right away. It's going to die a slow, painful death yeah. over the course of three days. And there's nobody around Starve to, death, to yeah. kill it or save it or whatever, right? Yeah. And you ask yourself, what was the point of that? Yeah. You know, and like somebody... What's the lesson? Exactly. Somebody might say like, oh, well, you know, there's a reason to it because maybe if that didn't happen, Mysterious like ways. Hitler was going to happen or something like Like a second <laughs> Hitler, you know, something like that, right? But then you could also make the argument like... If God has to kill a fawn in the middle of the forest that nobody's going to see over the course of three days just to affect something that's going to happen elsewhere, elsewhere, yeah. he doesn't seem like that much powerful yeah, of a if God. He has to do some backdoor. You know, backdoor, like there's yeah. there's something wrong here. At the very least, you got to ask some questions. You'd yeah. think about you know something that's happening here. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then again, the severity of the evils. Like, why can't we just get like paper cuts to teach us not to sin? You know? Yeah. Like, why do you have to get bone cancer? Exactly. Why like, do people get bone cancer? Why are people murdered? Why are there malaria. school shootings? Yeah. You know, like, why are these things happening? If that's the point of the evil. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's the argument for evil is like I said. Yeah. That that was the one I think. Like, ignoring all the other ones, which have equally strong arguments, I think that that one resonates a little yeah. bit more. And just to bring it back around, I don't know if you had anything more to say about that. But... No, it was going to be an echo chamber. And no, gonna... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we kind of don't have the other side of this. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not very fair. But, yeah, but, you know, yeah, you know. We had some disagreements in Altered Carbon, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where the arguments were. Um, <clears throat> just to bring it back around, just to explain the uh, fine-tuning thing um, that... The the argument is, just to lay it out, is that when you look at the human body, 
you you look at it in a way that almost everything has a purpose. Yeah. Right. So like, in the same way that a, a watch has different parts that accompanies the whole to make it work, we the human body have different parts that come together and make the whole that serve purposes. Yeah. Well, what the common uh, counter argument to it or the defense against it is people are like well why do we have a blind spot you know why do yeah, we get like right in the yeah it's interesting why do we get pancreatic cancer like why you know does sometimes the why do you need glasses as it yeah is? why do yeah yeah me god why yeah, why why'd you, why'd you give me just glasses had to, just had to throw that <laughs> yeah. like why are my eyes deteriorating you know like it would seem like it's not exactly a fine-tuned world yeah you know like uh, i can't think of anything off the top of my head but like there are some examples of some animals that aren't exactly fine tuned. Yeah, you know. Oh, they're pl- Yeah, I mean the list yeah. is countless. I'm no engineer by any means, but there are definitely some some design choices that are like, well, you know, this could have been thought about better. Yeah. If it's created by this super being, you know. Exactly. Why is it that flawed? Yeah, and it would also sort of that argument of fine tuning also sort of interferes with the theory of evolution a little bit. Yeah, because then it, it kind of answers that. Yeah, if, that if God, if you believe in evolution, you can't really believe in fine tuning because why would God fine tune something and then give it the ability to change? Yeah, and adapt exactly. Yeah, because right. yeah, if it was a perfect design, exactly, exactly. why does yeah. it need to change? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and we went off on a tangent on the arguments. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, bringing it back, bringing it back. What? Uh, we were talking about our religious journey. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I guess that's the topic, our religious journey. So yeah, to I, I did kind of want to, because that's not something that we could talk for, you know, 30 minutes about. It's just a journey. But to kind of segue into that into that uh, thought process. Um, I don't know. Did you want to talk, or not talk, did you want to touch up a little bit more on uh, that uh, altered carbon reference to reality, you know, with the vaccines and the, you know, rights versus freedoms? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, securities versus freedoms, or did you kind of want to? No, I, I think, I think I already stated earlier, like how how I feel about that kind yeah, of thing. I didn't you know. know. If you to... Yeah, like like if it doesn't infringe on the rights of other people, then like I'm, I'm okay with it. I guess that does bring to something that I guess could be a way of closing it out, of sort of closing out the topic. If yeah. there's nothing else you, uh, you want to say, yeah, no, about I it. I will say now, I'm way more cool about it as long as anybody doesn't try to like push push stuff on me. Yeah. You know, I think it's no matter who you are, no matter what you believe in, as long as you, uh, you know, are a good person and you live a good life, I think, you know, you're all right with me. Yeah. You know, I, I agree 100 percent. Yeah. I, I don't care as long as it doesn't like interfere with our interactions together. Yeah, as long as you're not harming or pushing it on someone that, you know, unwanted. Yeah. What What's the uh, the saying? Uh, religion is like a is like a penis it's like it's great you can have it you can be proud of it just don't whip it out in public i've never i've never heard that one before have you not yeah i, yeah. I like that one. don't uh don't it's great that you have it just don't force it on others i actually have a a, a quote it's more detrimental to religion uh so maybe <laughs> it doesn't fit here just, i, I we, we, we should also say that like yeah like you brought up cameron um we don't have anything against like the values of like let's just say christianity like not not all like the basic core yeah. tenets of christianity pretty good yeah uh you know we basically don't, kill, don't steal exactly we basically yeah. run our society off of those values to, and there's nothing wrong with that now i'm not yeah. saying we couldn't get there without yeah, well actually I, I was gonna say 
you mentioned like running our society on the values. Um, I don't know the the Ten Commandments. It's like don't uh, don't kill. But then there's some of it. It's like yeah. don't have false idols, etc. So I wouldn't say all of it by any means. And well, I, and I will give the argument that uh, I don't know. I'm going to use an example: uh, Japanese culture or a lot of the you know Far East culture. Uh, so continuing with that, um, you know, basically you have like the society that was isolated from from the West for a very long time. I mean, it was only in closer to recent history that they really kind of got introduced and involved. Um, but, you know, with the society that had nothing to do with the Judeo-Christian values or beliefs, they still had, like, murder laws, theft laws, you can't rape, you can't this, that, and the other. I feel like a lot of that is, is human nature. And you could argue that God instilled that or whatever, but, you know, whatever you want to say about it. But, uh, you know, I will say, and I, I had that argument with my grandmother the other day, actually, um, about the founding fathers basing the country on Judeo-Christian values, I argued against that, saying that there's nothing in the in any of the founding documents that mention Judeo-Christianity, and that you know a lot of those, not a lot, but some of those core tenets are just human nature: don't kill, don't steal, etc. I guess what I would say, I think I would agree with your grandma, but with the what that, that I think that I think is based off of it, I think I would say is based off uh, Judeo-Christian values. What I would say is that that doesn't mean if they didn't base it off Judeo-Christian values that they wouldn't get the same result. You know what I mean? Like, they were clearly influenced by their beliefs in uh, in God and stuff like that. But I don't think, like, if they were fucking... Excuse my French. If they were, like, I don't know, like, Hindu or something, you know? Yeah. Like, if they were Hindu, I think they would get to the basic same, you know, things like don't, don't kill... Yeah you know, value, you know, freedom and all that. Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. My point uh, is that you don't need Christianity. Right. To have yeah. A, a moral system. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, my, my, my basic thing was, yeah, I don't hold anything against, uh, the, the core tenets of it. I just think, I don't know. I just don't think, uh, it's all a hundred percent. Right. It's not all a hundred percent there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about, Religion, I think that pretty much... I think our echo chamber covered it good. Mm -hmm. enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do think it would have been nice to have a counter, a counter argument. Yeah, it, but, it would have been, know, been nice to have It doesn't have to be else. an argument. It can just be a discussion. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I, I can get somebody else on at some point. And... Yeah, we'll have a little part two. Yeah, yeah so uh, I guess that was our religious journey, so to speak, and, yeah, and some and of, and some of our extra. arguments. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, Cameron, we just did two hours and four minutes. Oh wow, we went way over time. Look at that. that. That's all right. I always say to aim for like an hour, but like that never ends no, up happening. It, yeah. It's just because you know when people are having natural conversations, you know. Yeah, you'd have to put more structure to it. Segment things like, oh crap, we're out of time. Next, you, yeah, you know? but I have to be a producer and just cut people off. Be like, all right, shut the hell up. We're, yeah, we're, moving, we're moving on. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess that's what that's why I like podcasts more because people you don't have that limit. Yeah. You know, a little more fluid. Yeah, it's more fluid. Um, but. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed talking about religion and Altered Carbon. Yeah, very much. And I, I look forward to uh, to the next season of Altered Carbon. I hope that, man, I, I hope I hope it's really good. I do too. Oh, I, it's really good. I want to see what they do with it. I look forward to that as well, and I look forward to coming back on the podcast. Oh, point. yes, yes. We'll definitely have to have you on again at some oh, point in time. Yeah. All right. This has been episode four of A Hill to Die On. I'm Matthew. And I'm Cameron. Thank you for listening. We'll hopefully see you in the next episode.